You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm Stephen Simcox, your host. It is Friday, uh, May 14th. Happy Friday to you. Thanks for rolling with me on the beginning of your weekend. And I wanted to start here with some TCU baseball talk. Uh, the Frogs, they take on Louisiana in a row this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And, I mean, I could I could dig in a little bit to Louisiana Monroe, and I thought about sort of doing a, a preview of them here. But ultimately, this is a non-conference series. Like, it's important that they win it. You got RPI implications. Uh, we should find out. I'm recording this Thursday night. We should find out Friday morning if TCU, which we expect them to be, is in um, the list of 20 host sites. But I, I want to focus on what I want to see from, from TCU this weekend. Because, yes, it's important that they win the series. It's important that they keep it up uh, in these last couple weekends to maintain that good seeding position. Right now they're projected to be a top eight national seed. Um, and, and you want some momentum going into next weekend against K-State when you try to go win the Big 12. But wh- what do I want to specifically see from TCU this weekend? Well, starting pitching, it has to start to get solidified. You know, all year long we've been talking about this bullpen, and I'll get to the bullpen in a minute. But it starts on Friday night with Russell Smith. Um, he was really good for this team early in the season. And he sort of run into some bumps. His Oklahoma State start, he was not super sharp. And then he got a week off in the Kansas series to work on some mechanics. And after that, he came back. Um, and against West Virginia and Texas, I think he battled. But he was not as effective as he had been pre-break. So, I, I need to see Russ start to round into form because if, if he's going to be your ace, if he's going to be your guy in big moments, you know, starting in, in these regionals in a couple weeks, you want to see him get back to pounding the strike zone, throwing 90-95 pitches, and can he go six innings? Can he stretch it out a little bit? Can he get to a point – where he's going late in games again and allowing the bullpen to get set up for the rest of the weekend. And then staying on the starting pitching, who's your Sunday starter? Because Johnny Ray is getting moved out of the rotation for the time being. Um, and I'm also curious to see him, but I'll, I'll save him for the bullpen piece. Is it Chuck King, who has – giving you some spot starts already this season. And, I mean, he knows what he's doing, right? Like, he's been effective in that role before. Um, So, is it Chuck? Is it him trying to kind of work things out and get back in there and make play and make pitches? You know, he's, he's really struggled with putting guys away. That's been the thing for Chuck this year is can he get – ahead and counts, and then can he make that pitch to get dudes out? Um, or are they going to give the young guy, Luke Savage, a chance? And Luke hasn't thrown a lot of innings this year, to be honest. I mean, he made his first start 
not too long ago on a Tuesday night against UTS against UTA, and then he made another start against UTA, and he's been effective um, coming out of the bullpen a couple times. He was not super effective against Texas on Sunday in middle relief, but that's not something that he's done much. Um, is he going to get a chance to come in there and, and maybe give you five innings? They have to find a third starter. Ideally, you'd like to have four starters going into a regional and a super regional situation and, and into Omaha if you get that far. I don't think TCU is going to have that luxury. I mean, they got to figure out who their three starters are moving forward. Um, and, and then moving to the bullpen piece, it's been an erratic group at times. However, I think we have to give them some credit the last few weeks. Yes, Drew Hill gave up a bomb late in that Texas game on Friday night, but I just I think Russ didn't last very long, and that put a lot of strain on the back end of that bullpen. I also would have liked to have seen Taylor Green maybe on Friday, even though I know he ended up pitching Saturday. But Drew Hill's been effective. You know, River Ridings has been good all year. Obviously, Halen Green and Chuck King are guys that can come in in just about any scenario. Uh, Garrett Wright has gotten some run. Is he somebody that could give you an inning or two? It's going to be all hands on deck when the postseason rolls around. So I want to see this bullpen continue to grow and develop and get to a place where you have a lot of different arms that you can count on in, in high leverage situations. And you're, you're not really there right now. I think you basically got four guys that you can kind of mix and match. And Marcelo Perez has been better as of late. And that's, that's been um, a very welcome development, seeing him uh, improve and, and kind of get back to his form. So that's another uh, pitcher that you can count on and that could possibly give you multiple innings. So the bullpen finding that consistency in this offense, I don't, I mean, it, it sounds silly to complain about this offense because I think they're still leading the nation and run scored, but the situational hitting last weekend was just atrocious. I mean, leaving guys on base. Um, I, I don't know if I've ever seen a more effective offense that struggles when there's a runner on third and less than two outs. I mean, it's just like suddenly guys forget how to make contact and drive players in. So that has to continue. I mean, that has to improve. That has to get better. You need to jump out on some good teams. They got a 2 nothing lead on Saturday. They're able to hold on. Um, you know, can, can you do that more consistently? And against Kansas State and Louisiana Monroe, you hope that this offense is churning pretty well and is gaining some confidence going into the postseason. So that's what I'm looking for from TCU baseball this weekend. Regardless of the opponent, it's a non-conference series. Win the series and sure up some of those things before you head to Manhattan to take on K-State. When we come back, we'll talk some more TCU athletics. Before we do that, though, let's talk about betonline.ag. Uh, NFL schedule release was earlier this week, and – you might be shocked by this, but there's already lines for some of these games. Like week one, there's already some lines out there. So if you look and you're like, man, Chiefs-Browns week one, I'll I'll take the Chiefs even if the point spread is ridiculous. Like I just think that's a team that's going to be hungry coming off a Super Bowl loss and facing a Cleveland group 
that doesn't match up super well, like give me Kansas City in the points, go ahead and make that bet. If you think Tampa Bay is going to roll over the Cowboys, Cowboys are six-and-a-half-point dogs in that Thursday night opener, well, go ahead and make that bet. Do it. Sign up today, betonline.ag, NFL, MLB, NBA. They have everything covered. Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports, he's the one that runs it. Again, that's betonline.ag. Give it a try today. Back here on Locked on Horn Frogs, and we'll continue. Uh, so yesterday I talked about at length, or maybe it was earlier this week. It's hard to keep up. At some point this week, I talked at length about, um, I guess it was Wednesday. Who cares? You're like, Stephen, get to the point. <laughs> on Wednesday, I talked about the TCU running back situation. And yesterday I kind of tackled – TCU, uh, the Big 12, is it becoming a more defensive conference? Does that benefit the TCU Horn Frogs given their identity over the past, you know, two decades under Gary Patterson? So we'll continue that trend today. And we'll, we'll call this series uh, Burning TCU Football Questions. So I, I saw uh, TCU Football tweet this out today. They tweeted out a graphic. It was a picture of Quentin Johnston. And it says, be on the lookout for Mr. Johnston in 2021. And it shows his stats from last season. 22 catches, 487 yards, four touchdowns. Which is a solid freshman season. I mean, not a, not jumping off the page necessarily, but a really solid freshman season. And it made me think, I really like Quentin Johnston. Big, physical, wide receiver. He's one of those dudes that is always open. Feels kind of like a Josh Doxson type wideout. And they haven't had one of those guys in a while. Um, you know, Manuel Porter was also on that Doxson team, and he was big and could go up and get the ball. But he obviously never put it together like Josh did, not even close. So, Quentin has that ability, and we saw it. Uh, it just never felt like they got him the ball enough. I mean, he was super effective in the Baylor game, Oklahoma State, Louisiana Tech. But there were also games like Texas Tech where he was somewhat effective but hardly got the ball. You know, Kansas, they only threw the ball like ten times. He would just disappear for stretches, and I don't really think it was his fault. It was just they weren't committing to throwing the football, and you couldn't find a way to give him the ball. So the main way that they tried to use him last year was taking deep shots, like trying to give him the ball up over the top. And that was they were effective doing that. But my question this year is how are you going to continue – to open up the route tree with Quentin Johnson this year because he he's got more to him than just, hey, run a, a fade pattern or run down the sidelines, we'll throw you the ball, go up and get it. Can you get him the ball over the middle? Can you get him the ball on some, some smoke screens, some bubble screens? I mean, he's not a dude that's blazing fast. But with his size, 
and his ability to move, could he show some patience back there, kind of pick his spots, and get a gritty six or seven yards on first and ten? I really like this whole receiving core. I, I think they have a good mix of, of players. You have Quentin Johnston. He's your big physical wideout on the outside. You know, Savion Williams is also sort of in that mold. He was only really used on special teams last year, but we'll see how they get after him this year or how they try to use him this year. Uh, Tay Barber in the slot. Um, J.D. Spielman in the slot, another guy that can go inside and make plays. Blair Conright was a good possession receiver for them last year. Like, was just effective in, in making big catches, especially on third down. So, you got dudes that can that can go get the ball. And then, of course, Marcel Brooks. Marcel Brooks making that change to the wide receiver position. My expectations for him are not high, but that's another athlete you have out there that you can put in space and hopefully can make some plays for you. So... Who's who's going to be your guy, right? Quentin's going to be your main target. And I just think they have to find a way, in general, to be more multiple and dynamic in the passing game. Like, your the base of your passing game cannot just be throwing fade patterns on the outside and taking deep shots after you run the ball six or seven times in a row. And they were more varied, you know, later in the year. I forgot about Darius Davis, too. There's, I mean, there's a lot of dudes that you're excited about in this wide receiving core. And a lot of it comes back to, hey, are you going to be able to protect Max Duggan, obviously? Can you give him a clean pocket to throw in? Because that hasn't been the case for his entire career. But Quentin Johnston, I mean, he's, he's the, another key to this puzzle. I want to see Zach Evans as your main back. I want to see Quentin Johnson as your featured wide receiver on the outside. And can he go up and make plays and go get the ball? That will be a huge key for this 2021 offense in unlocking their potential. And can it be more than just a guy that's going to go get the ball, those, those 50-50 balls, those deep balls, those fade patterns? Can you find a way to give him opportunities in space, to let to allow him to go over the middle, to get him involved in some comeback routes? That intermediate passing game has to be effective this year because, honestly, for the majority of the season for TCU last year, it just wasn't even something teams had to concern themselves with because they weren't – I mean, they, they weren't really trying to get the ball their receivers – in those situations. Built Bar is the most delicious protein bar on the planet. Now, listen, I understand that's a that's a hefty claim I'm making. But Built Bar is delicious. It's good for you. 180 calories, 9 grams of sugar, 9 grams of carbs. So it's it's not like a cheat day thing. You can have one. You can still go about your day. Feel good about your diet. If you go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON15, you can get 20% off your next order. Try some of their amazing flavors, peanut butter, cookies and cream, German chocolate, 
give it a try today. You might say, I'm not really a protein bar person. Well, I've, I've never been either, but I really enjoy Built Bar. It's been a good breakfast option for me. And it is, you know, if you're someone who just likes to have a protein bar, some, some sort of substance before your workout, give Built Bar a go. BuiltBar.com. Again, that promo code is LOCKEDON15. All right, final segment here on Lockdown Horn Frogs. Let's wrap things up. Uh, baseball this weekend. Games at 6.30, 4 o'clock, and 1 o'clock. 6.30 on Friday, 4 o'clock on Saturday, 1 o'clock on Sunday. Uh, so get out to Lupton if you can, and all those games are also available on ESPN+. Plus. Again, that's ESPN+, Plus is where you can find them. Um, a three-game set against Louisiana Monroe. 6.30 on today on Friday, uh, 4 p.m. on Saturday, and then 1 p.m. on Sunday. So that's the baseball weekend for you. Um, excited to see these guys back in action. And also, if if you're looking for something else to do this weekend in Fort Worth, TCU is doing a surplus sale, their annual surplus sale. Um, basically, the TCU equipment staff is selling a bunch of TCU gear at pretty discounted prices. So I would encourage you to check out at TCU Equipment if you're interested in that. Um, you can get information about when to line up. That's Saturday morning. If you want to know how to score some uh, TCU gear this weekend, that's one way to go about it. That'll do it for Locked On Horn Frogs for today and for this week. I'll talk with you Monday. This is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.